Shalom Aleichem, everyone. We're continuing our Divrei Chizuk. Today is Bey Sivan. And in Halacha, this day is referred to as Yoim HaMiyuchas. The day, the special day. A day that has Yichas to it. What's so special about this day? So there are different explanations for that title. But one of them being that today... Bey Sivan is the day that Kla Yisrael said Nasev and Ishma. In Parshas Yisroi, Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Harsinai on the second day of Sivan, says Rashi, and Hashem told him, This is what you should tell B'nai Yisrael. And he came back and he related all of the words that Hashem told him, and Kla Yisrael answered, Whatever HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Kla Yisrael will do the famous words of Nasev and Ishma. I want to focus on something that HaKadosh Baruch Hu told us on that day. And he said, You will be for me a Mamleches Kehanim, a kingdom of Kehanim. Rashi says, Sorim, princes, leaders, Vigoy Kadosh. What does this mean to be a Mamleches Kehanim? So I want to share with you a story that happened with the first Sadiger Rebbe, Rabbi Avram Yaakov Zechroina Levracha. And he was a Rav, a Rebbe in Russia. And at that time there was a lot of religious persecution. And yet, he continued to teach Torah Barabim. He continued to have his Hasidim and have them learning Torah, doing mitzvahs. And in fact, he was arrested and jailed for this terrible crime of teaching Torah to Kla Yisrael. And while he was in jail and he was waiting for his sentence and his final verdict, his son was supposed to be married. And the Hasidim were hoping at least they would allow the Rebbe out to attend a part of his son's wedding. But of course, they did not want to, and they did not want him to participate. Chassidim were very upset, and they figured out a way that perhaps they could bribe the guard to let the Rebbe out just for a short amount of time, and then they'll get him right back in, and no one will know the better. The, world, the word spread like wildfire that the Rebbe was going to come out of jail for part of the wedding, and eventually the government and the police heard about it themselves. And now that the Rebbe was caught in trying to attempt to escape, so now the verdict was very clear, he would have to be put to death. And the Chassidim were of course beside themselves, and they said we have to figure out a way to get him out of jail and out of the country. So they went to a certain high-ranking officer who they had dealt with before, and they were able to bribe and they told him the story. And he said to them, But what am, I, what am I able to do for you? And they said, It's very simple. The main problem we have is not getting the Reb out of jail. We'll bribe the guards. The problem is getting him over the border. Getting him over the border, they're going to check his passport. They're going to know who he is. And they're not going to let him go. So he, the, the officer said, So what do you want from me? He says, Very simple. What we want you to do is that you should follow, go ahead of us to the border. And when you see the Rebbe's car coming, 
So you should go into the border control hut and tell whoever is there that this is a very high-ranking official and you need to be the one to actually check the passport and stamp it and let him out. And then you'll just let the Rebbe out. So he said, okay. He got up in the middle of the night. He took his wife with him and they went to the border. And when the Rebbe's, whatever it was, a wagon, I guess, I think it was a wagon, came, he tells the border guard that, um, you know, you have to go out. I'm going to take care of this uh, VIP customer. His wife didn't know what was going on. She didn't understand what was going on. And then she peered into the vehicle that was carrying the Rebbe as her husband was stamping the passport. She turned to him and she said, this is the big Rebbe of the Jews, the big Rabbi of the Jews. And her husband, the officer, said to her, how do you know this? And the, it's interesting to hear how he asked the question. If you ever notice the way priests walk around, they walk around holding a Bible. How do you know if someone's a man of religion? If he's holding a Bible. So he turns to his wife and says, I don't understand. How do you know this is the Jewish rabbi? He's not holding a Bible. How do you know who he is? How do you know what identifies him? And she turned to her husband incredulously and she said to him, He needs to hold a Bible? He is the Bible himself. Can't you see on his face? He is the Bible himself. He doesn't have to hold it to demonstrate who he was. Messiata de Shemaya, they're able to go over the border and they were no longer in danger. And at that point, the Rebbe started crying. And he said, Now I understand the Pasuk and the Torah. When it comes to a king, it says that he has to write a Sefer Torah. A Jewish king has to write a Sefer Torah. And that Sefer Torah will be with him. And he will read it. So the Rebbe says, Vahayisa is a Lashon Describing the Sefer Torah in a female expression. Then it says, Vikaravai. Vai is a Lashon Zachar. If he's reading the Sefer Torah, it should say, Vikarava. He should read in it. Not he should read by in it, Lashon Zachar. So the Rebbe says, now I understand. A Jewish king is not a regular person. A Jewish king has to be above and beyond spiritually any person in Klai Yisrael. So the Torah commands him and says that he has to write a Sefer Torah imai. It's not enough that he writes the Sefer Torah. It's not enough that he carries the Sefer Torah. Rather, the Sefer Torah has to become a part of him. It has to be with him. So that you could read in him, in the king. You're able to see the Torah. When you look at the king, when you look at his actions, when you look at his mannerisms, when you look at his face, all you see is Torah and Kedusha and Mitzvahs. Let that Torah become a part of him. Not that he's going to hold it like like Lahavdil, the priests hold their Bible. That Torah that he holds becomes a part of him. And from then on, anyone will be able to look at the king and be able to see the Torah itself. 
That's what it means to be a mamleches kayanim v'goy kadosh. That's malchus in Klal Yisrael. Klal Yisrael, when we are melochim, when we are royalty, that means to say it's not something external, it's internal. The way we conduct ourselves, the way we act, the way we are in public, the way we are in private. It's not a show. It's the essence of Klai Yisrael. We are Mamleches Kayanim Vigay Kadosh. And that's what the Rabbi Nisham was telling, uh, telling Klai Yisrael. If you accept my Torah, you're going to become Melachim. You're going to become Mamleches Kayanim. It's not just going to be a show, something external. It's going to be Vikaravoi. Torah is going to change you. Klai Yisrael has to act in a Torah way. We have to make sure the Torah is a Kenyan. It's something we acquire as part of who we are. It changes us. It, it, it's, it's a way for us to be elevated and become better people. That's a mamleches kayanim v'gay kadosh. And on today, on the Yom HaMiyuchas, this is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu told us. You, by accepting the Torah, will be a mamleches kayanim v'gay kadosh. Let's think about that. Let's think about the Torah having an effect on us. Let's think about when we act, are we acting in a way that people are going to look at us and say, Vikaravoy, that's how a Jew acts. That's how we're Mekadeshem Shemayim. We should be Zaycha to be able to steig and live up to this title of Mamleches Kayanim Vigay Kadesh. Have a wonderful day. Kalto.